0: Welcome to New Mercies, a podcast by Mercy Ships, where we'll take you behind the scenes and on board our incredible hospital ships that are transforming lives all over the world. We invite you to join us each week to be inspired and encouraged by stories of life-changing hope and healing. I'm your host, Ryan Newquist, and this is New Mercies. Why would someone continue to come volunteer on board one of our ships time and time again for 20 years? Well, you're about to find out. Here's my interview with Nurse Rachel Greenland. Rachel, welcome to New Mercies. Thank you. Rachel, you have a long history with Mercy ships, over 20 years of serving on and off ship. And you are a nurse from the UK. So, why don't you take us back to 2001? It's your very first field service with Mercy Ships. Mm -hmm. Tell us what your first impressions were. What was that like? Okay, well, my first
1: impressions I just arrived in Benin, sort of my very first experience on the Mercy Ship, which was then the Anastasis. And I arrived in this airport. It was very hot, it was very noisy. It was complete chaos, and I was ready to go back on the next plane. <laughs> and then the person that was picking me up was late to pick up, so I was not knowing what to do, who to phone, and feeling very overwhelmed. Once I got to ship, everything got much better. <laughs> I did six months that time, um, wow. but it was just mind-blowing experience to me. Um, it was a new culture, work with an international team. I loved it. Uh, but there was many challenges and a lot of things to adapt to and get used to i remember the first the first morning i was sharing a shower with three giant i and thinking oh. <laughs> i'm not sure i'm going to make this six months <laughs> so um it wasn't maybe the most comfortable of uh, life experiences but um once i started to to work down with the patients and then something in in my heart just really warmed and just opened up and I really just love that experience. I never knew that I'd be still be doing it 20 years later, but yeah, it's, it's sometimes difficult to describe, but it was just an experience that was way more than I could have imagined. And, uh, felt really honored to be able to be there. So. Yeah, it was a special, the first time I think is very special because it's all new. and that Well, you've almost time. had
0: that new experience again a couple of times because then you had your first time on the Africa Mercy mm-hmm. and your first mm-hmm. time on the Global Mercy. All these ships are pretty different from each other. Obviously, there are some yeah. similarities, but it's almost like getting to start all over again each yeah. time you yeah. go to a new vessel. But there must have been something in that first field service in Benin. As you mentioned, your heart started to warm, but... What was it that caused you to go back again? I felt like there was
1: something that just really compelled me, something that I haven't found at home to the same degree. Um, Mm. Like, I I also love my job at home, but I feel like doing this work, it's like something in your heart opens more. And um, there's part of me almost that needs to be expressed that I haven't found another way to do it at home in Mm. in any other job or or life and I think it's the people that I meet it's the community on board as well and just something that feels very purposeful and yeah I guess it's it's feeling called to it in a way that you feel a greater sense of fulfillment maybe. I'll, I'll keep waiting for it to wear off, but so far it hasn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, how did you first hear about Mercy Ships and what caused you to go and volunteer? So um, I was in London
1: and it was, I looked for a Christian magazine and there was an advert for the Anastasis that was in London doing um, like PR tours. So you could go on the ship and have a look and see what it was like. And I jokingly said to my friend, "If I'm not on the bus on the way back, I've just gone off on this ship <laughs> and it was a bit of a joke, but she said to me, "Well, you know why don't you go and have a look So the next week I went back to London and had a tour and I prayed before I went on that if it was something that was for me uh, that I would get stirred up and if it if it wasn't, then I'd just go on and think, well, that was nice and then come off and I remember feeling really excited and just thinking I'd love to do this. But I also thought I could never imagine myself here in a million years. But um, <laughs> I just couldn't stop thinking about it when I when I left the ship. So I applied and really had no idea what the chances of um, being selected to, uh, to come. And then I think two weeks later, I got a phone call asking if I wanted to come. So yeah, so within six months. I would, wow. that was my
0: first time in Benin. So, yeah. Now, how long had you been practicing as a nurse in the UK prior to that?
1: I think about seven or eight years. Yeah. Probably seven, okay. seven years before, uh, before that happened. Yeah. Yeah. It was a kind of a bad time because I just got promoted. So, it really wasn't the best time. Everyone thought, <laughs> uh, <laughs> not, not great timing. I was like, I've only just got this new post. And then, um, then the ship happened. So, um mm-hmm. looking back I can see how it was just all part of God's plan like um you know they they kept my job open even though I wasn't expecting to so and it it, it all worked out in really well in the end but at the time you're just like I, I hope this is really right with you God because <laughs> it's like a crazy thing to do
0: <laughs> sure yeah it is well it's a crazy thing anytime right? Just to leave yeah. everything and <laughs> go to this crazy environment. But yeah. how did you find your time on board? Did you feel like you were able to use different gifts that you have that maybe you weren't able to use in the hospital in England? Yeah, the spiritual
1: aspect of it is something that i really enjoy, it. I guess I I've appreciate that more and more as I've been here before that um, just the privilege of praying with patients or praying with the nurses and just being able to put that part of my life together with with my work. I think that's really special. Um, and it's not that I wouldn't pray for my patients at home, but um, right. to be actively or, or asking and offering to pray. Um, and even when we encounter difficulties or patients infections or when things um don't go right, and just the freedom to just pray and ask God for help <laughs> is really special. So I always really appreciate that aspect of, of this work. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Can you tell us about some patients that have impacted you in your time on board?
1: Yeah, it's really hard to to, to select
0: a few. Um <laughs> but I think
1: one that will always be there's a couple that you know, I'd like to share. The first one was a young guy called Giorno who was in his early 30s. Um, he was a footballer in um, <laughs> in Guinea and he came with a, a huge tumour and at that time, a facial tumour. And at that time, it was certainly the biggest I'd ever seen. And he was very malnourished, um, like his all of his bones. He was so skinny and malnourished. It was just a shock to look at him. But uh, it was a real fight for his life because he was really starving to death and he, the tumour was taking over his airway and just see this um, once fit young guy that was really struggling to breathe, couldn't really eat. Um, and we did his surgery and because he was, before his surgery, he was so malnourished and physically in such a poor condition. It was just such a, a fight really to keep him alive and just finally balance everything um so it was one of those like heart-wrenching journeys that was very up and down. And um, I guess it was the first time in, in that job for me to kind of oversee him and um, with this team of nurses. And then when he left and, and he was, you know, putting lots of weight and he, he could eat and he looked normal and his face looked like a normal face. He didn't have to hide away. He could eat. It was just... It was just wonderful. And I'll never forget um, that journey because it was it was so difficult. But it turned out wonderful to see him lean um free of wow. that tumor. Um, hmm. And just like his whole, it's not just a physical transformation, it's just like his whole spirit changed and he kind of came alive. So that will always uh really move me. And I think another patient, especially as we're here in Sierra Leone i remembered this, uh, this patient a lot because of just how she was in that she was a, a victim of the, the war in Sierra Leone. Mm. And it was, it's a very brutal civil war that was well finished 20 years ago now. But, uh, the mm. first time the ship came here, it was just after the war had finished. And it's quite a long story, but she had feet amputated by uh, the rebels. And I didn't realise this to start with, but I would see her every day and I wasn't looking after her. Um, and she would always have a massive smile and, uh, you know, she didn't get out of bed and I didn't really know what was wrong with her because other people were looking after her. And then um, she was just full of joy. She had a beaming smile. Um, she was there with her baby and she was just the joy of the ward. Um, she would always greet you, or remember your name. And then I was asked to help, her with, help a nurse with the wound dressing and uh so when that nurse took down the, the bed cover covers and I saw that her feet had been amputated, I just remember just feeling horrified, but also just shocked that that she could be a person that had so much joy, so much resilience, didn't didn't have uh any kind of bitterness over what had happened. Wow. And she is always an example to me of um, you know, how you can be, whatever life circumstances. Um yeah, she really affected me deeply mm. really and, and the rest of the team yeah she was an yeah. exceptional person and this whole nation is is a resilient nation having been through so much so yeah mm. there's many patients that have taught me many things I think that I've learned far more from them than they've learned from me or a the team like what we give uh, we get back much much more yeah, yeah.
0: what is that like for you now you're in Sierra Leone and having been on and off the ship, you know, for multiple field services now over 20 years, 20 plus years, really, you've returned to some of these countries. You're in Sierra Leone mm-hmm. right now, but you've been there before. What is that like to return to these mm-hmm. countries? Are you able to see, I don't know how that would work, but see some of the patients maybe that you've seen before or reconnect at all? Or what is that like to to return yeah, it is special
1: to return, especially when it's so so many years later. So there have been countries that I've returned to before when I have met patients from before they've come back and we've had evaluation days, and that is it's very special and they love it too. They're very excited and if they recognise any of us that um, yeah were there before, and it's just very encouraging that you know they they're still looking good, they're still very happy. Um, and mm. just very grateful um, that we were able to help um, so yeah it's that is um, just a huge privilege when that happens and even coming back to Sierra Leone now we did I did meet a patient and I do vaguely remember uh, but she was a child at the time and she did come on the ship and we chatted and she wants to become a nurse because she was inspired by um, the nurses when she was here as a patient. So. Wow. yeah it that is um a really special thing, yeah.
0: yeah not something that people get to experience very often. you know i've no. I've sometimes thought about my daughters. they were in the Nicu for mm-hmm. you know over a month when they were first born. Mm-hmm. and now they're almost 18 years old. And I've thought a couple of times like, gosh, it'd be so fun to go back and (laughs) see that respiratory therapist or, you know, see some of these people that helped them when they were so tiny, struggling along, Mm -hmm. but I would have no way of contacting them. (laughs) But how special, you know, to Mm -hmm. get to see some of these people again that have had such life-changing experiences. I'm sure it feels like family in in, yeah. in such a powerful yeah. way for them they get to come back yeah. to the people that restored their lives in so mm-hmm. many ways mm-hmm. yeah such yeah. an incredible experience yeah. Rachel what is your current role on board ICU
1: coordinator so the ICU isn't open all the time so I normally work on the the max facts ward the head a neck surgery ward because that's where I um, work most of the time when I've um, been in So. Um, I work in that ward um, most of the time. And then when there's a patient in ICU, then I help to um, oversee and support the nurses there. Yeah.
0: So you have served for many years on board our ships in field service, but you have also served with Mercy Ships off ship. So tell us Mm -hmm. a little bit about your time serving in Texas. I was on the ship for six years continuously.
1: And when I decided it was time for break, um, I wasn't sure for how long or what I would do in between. But um then I had the opportunity to go to Texas like intermittently and um help with the training program for food that are coming to the ship and are gonna serve for over a year. There's like an induction program that covers all different aspects of um, yeah, ship life and community life and um just to help prepare through. So I did that for a year on and off during that time and I really enjoyed that because I think it's so important how someone starts their ships journey, like to start them with good expectations, give them the the real deal of of how it is, like I love it, I'm very inspired by it and if I can inspire other people so that they can also start off well, then um, yeah, I, I love to do that, so that was great. And it also because it helped, I could meet um, some nurses. Obviously, that's my trade, but to meet through of all different walks of life, all different ages, all doing um, different things, I really enjoyed that, that aspect and would have happily carried on. But then COVID, <laughs> so um, and because oh, I'm always. an ICU nurse, I was kind of, um, I yeah, needed to stay at home for a couple of years really and see that. Um, stage through. but it was definitely something that I really enjoyed and something I didn't really expect to be doing but it was something that I yeah
0: just really really enjoyed doing yeah So wonderful. It is really special when you are a new crew member and you're in the Mm -hmm. season of preparing to go. It's so special to get to sit down and talk with people who Mm -hmm. have been there and have Mm -hmm. done it and can give you, like you said, kind of the inside scoop a little bit to prepare you, give your expectations, you know, kind of a proper context. So when you go, you're really ready to receive all that Mm -hmm. is going to be thrown at you, but Mm -hmm. also to give. And so it's yeah. it's lovely to have, you know, just those testimonies shared mm. and people that can walk alongside you in that experience. Mm-hmm. So I know you went home during COVID yeah. to help out, but what caused you to return to <laughs> the ships? <laughs> I know you're there now. So why why did you return?
1: Yeah, well, I think when it was the COVID time uh, and the ship kind of stopped as a hospital, that wasn't so difficult to be at home because there was nothing happening on the ship. But then once the ship started up again, I felt I really was yearning to be back again. And actually it was someone at work who said to me, I think you need to be back on that ship again. <laughs> so, wow. And I was like, mm, I think maybe I do. And <laughs> so I went back for six weeks um, and I really, it was a bit of a test really to see, is it something hmm. that I still feel that this is what I should be doing um, or yeah. is it something different? Um, so I came up for six weeks and and it was like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I need to do more of this. So yeah, so then I came back for this. So I'm doing almost a year. So I I it's been a great privilege to start off with the Global Mercy. That was so exciting to just start it from day one and see the first patient, and then also to come back for this half as well for the for Sierra Leone So
0: yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. What what is it like on the Global Mercy? Do you feel like the hospital is different than it was on the Africa Mercy or the Anastasis? Yeah, the hospital is great. It's really big. There's
1: lots of room. <laughs> the equipment's yeah. great. So, um um especially the ICU, the CH, it's really it's really good. It's the equipment is very similar to what we'd have at home. So, I feel very spoiled to to be here. So, yeah, I love I love working here. Um and Living on board, again, it's it's maybe a bit more comfortable, don't have to sleep in a bunk. Um, so the, it's little things, but it's still got the mercy ships feel. It still feels like mercy ships. It's still got the same heart. You can feel it. Um, hmm. So, yeah, different ship, uh, maybe more comfortable. Um, it's a lot bigger. I get lost a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's so similar. You just know it's definitely got that mercy ships feel to it, yeah. Yeah. in a very good
0: way. Yeah. Well, it's evident that Mercy Ships has gotten under your skin. You can go home and help out, but even your coworkers are saying, you know what? I think you belong back on that ship. There's something mm-hmm. about it that has mm-hmm. impacted you. So as we wrap up our time together, Rachel, can you tell us how has your life been changed over the past 20 years of serving with Mercy Ships?
1: I think no one can really come here and not have their life changed. And I don't know that you realise at the time, but I think just the people that you meet, the situations that you come across and just being grateful for what you have in life, um, that definitely changes when you come here. And mm. I think Mercy Ships is about transformation. And that's what I see here every day is patience. Being transformed physically, but more than that, it's them being transformed as a person. It's almost like their their tumor or being gone, or their legs being straightened, or it transforms something inside them. You see a change in the person that they are as they become more free to be who they are. But it extends beyond patients. It's about us being transformed, and I know that God transforms us, and I know that He transforms. Me and so it's an ongoing work <laughs> transformation, mm-hmm. but it's um, yeah, and it's not always easy, it's not the easiest life. But um, if it's
0: what you're called to do, then He also gives you the grace to do it. It's true, God doesn't call us where He can't keep us, He's mm-hmm. going to equip us. You know, if He's called us somewhere, He's going to provide, right. He's going to provide yeah. all that you yeah. need to accomplish what He's called yeah. you to do. Rachel, I know that you are a prayer warrior. You are a woman of prayer, and we want to be praying for this field service. So can you tell us, everyone listening, how can we be praying for the crew and for the patients in Sierra Leone right now? The patients always need prayer, so for the
1: patients to do well in their surgery um, that they will be happy with their results, that they will, it will be worth it, what they go through during their surgery journey. I think that their, their hearts also will be transformed, that they will see why we're doing this. The crew always need prayers, like that they also will be healthy and live well here, because the community life is all, is part of the experience of being here. So please pray for the crew. Um, and I think on a bigger scale that we will impact this nation in in a good way like how god wants to impact Sierra Leone he will use us that Mm. will do what he wants to achieve for us so we want to show them um god's love and compassion The ship is just uh, a means of being able to do that so that would be great for that
0: yeah Absolutely. Well, we will do that and we encourage everyone listening as well. If you have the heart to come and serve, then please go to mercyships.org slash volunteer and join the crew. Join Rachel and the team that are on board bringing hope and healing to the people in Sierra Leone right now. Rachel, thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you for your faithfulness to return time and again. <laughs> since 2001 and we're just really encouraged and blessed by the way that you are serving and being the hands and feet of Jesus. So thank you for sharing with us a little bit about your story today. Thank you. We invite you to join us in prayer for our crew and patients that are currently in Sierra Leone. And if you'd like to come and volunteer with us, then check out the opportunities at mercyships.org volunteer.